All right, welcome back to the world's greatest The broadcast. world. Dude, I gotta be honest with you. I kind of like, I don't know what it is. I like the, I know many people tell the stop, but yeah. I kind of like Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Why can't we be both? Get greedy. It just, I know, but it just sounds like. Welcome to Long Island and the world's number one pro wrestling broadcast. I like it. Monty. And I like Sparrow. it. Maybe I'll have to do it that way. At the board, the returning producer, Abe. How are you, buddy? No microphone. I'm doing okay. good, guys. My bad. <laughs> uh, you you reacted fairly quickly. It's okay, Abe. Yeah, right. He's so, there. guys, I couldn't hear our guest, Brian. And I'm like, you, you know, I'm, I'm putting the earphone. <laughs> Here we go. Head, and then I don't even realize that Abe unplugged my headset, and that was why I couldn't hear him. And then, then he's like... That's a little bit embarrassing. That might make a difference. I was, I was a little embarrassed. Why were you embarrassed? Because our guest was like, do you really know what you're doing? No, we don't. What's the big deal? <laughs> well, he's what the hell? How could you be the world's greatest broadcast if, if Hold you on a can't second. put your headset is on? Is White Castle the world's greatest shit burgers? Here you are cursing again on the main show. Damn it. Now you, got, you need to That's enforce two. this with me. That's two. But, those, but they are the world's so greatest. So if anyone okay. doesn't know, our new, our new sponsor. You... Jim Beam, we're trying to tone down the foul language that Jimmy Farrow seems to use on a quite elaborate basis, <laughs> and so I'm trying to keep him in check as much uh, as you guys you love Jimmy. You need to Jimmy remind me a little more and heavily and his, and his about rants. this because yeah. anyway, we got to okay. get. Is White Castle have the world's greatest poop burgers? Yes. Okay, so what's the big deal if we don't, you know? Because they don't forget to cook the burger. Actually, sometimes they do. You should have seen the scene I saw. I can't last believe weekend. at your age you're even eating that. And it, well, I'm defying nature. Here's what I understand. Laws of physics. I don't understand. Digestive rules. Jimmy and I are almost the exact same age. And yes. we are not young guys. No, right? we are not. We're not young what? guys. Huh? All right. Huh? Um, yeah. I've exercised, I've lifted so weights, I. right? I don't ba, lift ba, weights, ba. but I exercise. Jimmy, you do. But yeah, Jimmy has the worst eating habits of any worst. human being I've ever seen the in my worst. life. I'm awful. And I'm the one. Raisinets for breakfast. That has had two. He, he carries a large bottle of ginger, ginger ale. ale full of sugar every day. Right. And he drinks out of the big right. five-liter bottle. And I don't eat lunch or breakfast. I, I don't eat any breakfast. And my breakfast is coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. I'm just like Eric Clapton that way, coffee and cigarettes. And eventually, after being at work for like six to seven hours, I will stop and actually eat Wendy's. So I'm asking for it. I agree. I'm not asking I'm, you to be I'm asked asking for it. it. Anyway, want to get to guess. I'm very yeah. excited. This guy is, in, you know how big a fan I am of WCC. I know, I know. So when I got this opportunity, yeah. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. And But anyway, but first... Let's get to some news. Gilgo Beach suspects, so if you don't know, in New York are actually Long right Island. Here, right here Queens. on Long Island, right. There were murders going on for over for about 13 years ago. Long time. And they never could be could figured out who did it. Bodies were being dumped right but by, now they're by saying the OBI. That he has ties to yeah. Las Vegas, Atlanta City, South Carolina. Oh, Authorities say. Right. Here's my question to you, Jimmy Farrell, because we always must stay on. And we're going to ask our guest here. Okay. Something don't smell right. Why? For 13 years, you couldn't figure out who killed these women. Right. <clears throat> About six months ago, okay. they decide we're going to put together a task force because people keep asking. And, oh, we found them. We thought the guy was just, so we, we, we waited till he bit into a piece of pizza and threw it out. And we took his DNA sample and, bam, it matches the blood samples we found 13 years they ago. took a piece of pizzas? Listen, I believe in the DNA thing. Right. Here's my problem. 
You couldn't. It was a cold case for 13 years. But now, because you put this task force together, you got the job So you done. mean to tell me for until the task force was put together, all those years they weren't trying to accumulate clues? They couldn't get anything going. They couldn't find anybody. Who's the task force? It doesn't matter. Who cares? I, I want to know where they got Columbo from that he instantly said, just a minute, ma'am, one more question. This is my fear of what's happening, right? It's like you could be targeted one day. Hey, you know what? The guy, no one's going to miss him. The guy with the long hair, boom, you did and it. And all I did was bite into a piece of pizza. Possibility. Wow, Mike. You really don't trust anything that they report, do you? I don't blame you. I don't. I'm actually agreeing with you. Benny Scala says Alec Baldwin's upset that he isn't the most notorious person in Massapequa Park anymore. Very good, Benny. That's Benny excellent. Benny is very Benny, funny. By the way, Benny, that's, that's Dan funny. and Benny in the ring on our channel. <laughs> Fantastic funny. show. Love the show. It's different than any other show. They have older wrestlers on, mm-hmm. and the conversation is fluid. And yep. the best part about Dan and Benny yeah. is their guests, you, you, a lot of times you never heard of them. And boy, oh boy, there's reasons they, for them. Boy, oh to them. boy, absolutely. Amazing, yep. amazing there's a lot of gold in them there, Hills. Absolutely. All right, the dogs of Chernobyl are experiencing By the way, rapid. Yes. That sounds like a killer faction. The dogs of a, Chernobyl. That would be a decent faction. We should, we should put one together. That okay. they're having rapid evolution studies suggest. Gee, I wonder why. What they're saying is these dogs who have been radiated, right. they're kin now, are, their bodies are adapting right. to living. Yes. In a nuclear world. It's called survival. Pretty amazing, the human body and the animal body yeah. and everything else. I actually feel very bad for these dogs, but apparently they're doing just fine. Leave them alone. Let them do their thing. And you know what the strange thing is? Yeah. For the people that don't believe in the in God? Yeah. Think about how impressive the human body is. That It's ridiculous. It it's adapt. ridiculous. Not just the human body. The, yeah. the Any animal body, right? right? This is all by... by by chance, By right? chance. Get out of town. So, here's the thing. <laughs> Come on. We don't believe in God, mm-hmm. but, but we could believe that we could put a task force together that right. finds the murderer of uh, those people. Yeah, you're onto something there, Rabbit. I am very worried for what's going on in yeah, this world. But anyway, be. this You is, should be. You know how we get political? Yeah. And Brian probably doesn't know, but we are, our first channel got shut down because of our political beliefs. Be, well, so we keep it very of our, Also, and, the folks on the couch. to be fair, us with our questioning, right? Right, sure. We've tried to tone it down, but it's very hard because right. we have our beliefs. I mean, I can't even curse anymore. August 3rd, everybody, the unsung <laughs> heroes who made the stars. That's next week. We have David Isley and Tommy Angel. Again, two wrestlers who were, quote, enhancement challenge. Right, that right. made the stars that we know. Right, and awesome. September fifteenth, oh, we got we go. Manny Fernandez in the house, and nice. then Barry's back oh. on September seventeenth. So, if everybody remembers Barry Windham, who had a massive heart attack, right. uh, probably about a half a year ago. Correct, a little while back. Yeah. He'll be back in. Right, um, I'm That's a huge awesome. Barry Windham fan. We've Is he getting his vocal school. cords ready? That's what I. Want. I have not checked, but I'll find All out for you because it'd be very important. We had Barry in once before. And we all know how important Barry is to Barry's, the Monty Nefaro Barry's show. Great, great, One great, of the all time great. greats. Absolutely. I'd like to thank this band that sings the theme song for Monty Nefaro and Jimmy Farrow, along with our part, his partner, Bart Griggs, make up the band Wisteria Hall. Yes, Wisteria sir. Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. And what do you do there, Jimmy? You like and subscribe. And while you're doing that, you switch on over to the Monty Nefaro page, you like and subscribe, and most importantly, you become a member. Where, thanks to everybody out there, I think this is a perfect time to do a quick roll call. 
Hit uh, it. Maria Davis, R.J. Hudson, first lady. I should never call her Maria Davis. The first lady of pro wrestling, R.J. Hudson, Davio, w. Roy Batiste, Jay Will, oh, Benny Scala. Uh, who else? Phil DeCessere. Phil! Uh, Loose Cannon. Loose, we love Loose. you. ESO Creative, who has the after Loose. show. Which we will have Loose a special Bruce. showing, not tonight, but Friday, with the after show with ESO, who does those wonderful shows with mm-hmm. the magazines and everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Um, again, Bruce? RJ Hudson, I think I, I called your name yes, already. Sir, yes, who sir. else? Jason Morning, thank What's you. Up, again, where we lost our first channel, which had over 20. F- a mess in the house. How are you, are you What's mess? What's up, mess? Um, hey, by the way. Had, oh, We've hit 10,000. That's what I was going to say. Nice. Thanks to you guys. We have now quickly recovered. Yep. We're halfway to where we were, and yep. I want to thank you. And thank you all for Absolutely. that. Um, and it's thanks to guests like the great, you know, here's, we'll talk about it with him, but right. I, I, I grew up calling him Brian Adidas. Right. All right, but. There could be a question there, so we need to ask him about okay. that, too. Okay. If you didn't know what you are watching, Long Island and the world's number one pro wrestler broadcast, catch us on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, the Monty DeFaro Facebook Live page. Here's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, catch us on the Monty DeFaro Twitch TV page. And if you're lucky to live in New York, you can catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. and Saturday at 11.30 a.m. And Channel 20 on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., where over 150,000 people watch our show weekly. Take that, NWA. You ain't kidding, brother. <laughs> and again, I'm going to ask everybody out there, we'll even ask our, our, our guest, yeah. please download, right, either on Roku or on your phone, it's free, the new Intuitive Network. Spelled I-N. Two I T I V E intuitive. Where they got these wonderful documentaries. They've got movies. They've got comedies. They've got uh, oh my god! They got a television show um, that I was just watching. Jesus, I just had the name of it. It's friggin' awesome. Monty and the Pharaoh. Well, that's besides oh, us. I, I was going to get to us. That. But I'm I was going to tell you they've got they've got weekly shows that right. are on there now, and most importantly, they've got the world's number one broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh, there their anchor show. Don't forget Long Island. And don't forget Long Island. <laughs> nice. You're pretty funny tonight. Eh, well, you know, I'm pretty... Uh... We'll be right back with our guest. I am so excited for the great Brian Adidas. We shall see you in a WCCW moment. What, no sneaker joke? I thought maybe you could do a sneaker joke. Oh, all right. Too late. We'll be back to kick some ass. There you go. That's a donkey, by the way. Manscape. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscape. What are you thinking about Love Manscape, it. dude? You Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. <laughs> what don't I use it for? Put it this way. <laughs> the only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows. Yeah. That oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the So pick. Manscaped. It's a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. 
Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to uh, go do I a know deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, mm. then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line? That I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both sides of that. I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. Oh, yeah, look but, what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey. The, ah. The, the older I get, though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, I as, found it. Have, I found have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just, Absolutely. You're retro? like whoa. Wow. Yeah, like, like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the courage to get it's through. A trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Got to give him an yeah, Not all. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. I, there you no, go. I hear you. Uh, there you listen, go. Can't, I couldn't. I couldn't Super say, Bush. I couldn't say. Well. If you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting. Yeah, there you go. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. A dropkick. All right, welcome back. To the world's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty DeFaro, where we're welcoming the great Brian Adidas. There he is. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are y'all doing? We're living the dream, man. We're living the dream. We're living the dream? So you're right okay. now you're at your home in Dallas, Texas, correct? That's correct. And uh What's a typical day for yourself in Dallas, Texas nowadays, Brian? Well, I'm a finance director at a car dealership, so I go in there and work several hours. I'm semi-retired, I do that, but uh, for the most part, I take a couple of days off a week. Just uh, I have a distributorship on a uh, wellness product that I just started up, my wife and I here in the last several months, so I'm spending a lot of time on that, but uh, just try to stay in shape, train three or four times a week. Uh, it's hot right now in Texas, 110 degrees today here at my house, mm. so uh, try to stay cool. I mean, you look like you're in fantastic shape, man. Like, what kind of exercise program are you on? Oh, man, I run back and forth to the refrigerator about four or five times a day. <laughs> Chew those uh, Twinkies carefully, you know, make sure the digestive it. tract is good. No, I, I actually, I'm, I'm one of those people that I've been really fortunate as far as genetics. Uh, I stay pretty lean. I don't, uh, I don't eat perfect, but I do. My wife and I try to eat uh, a lot of chicken, 
and vegetables and stuff like that. But when I want some cheesecake, I eat it. So I just, uh, I, for working out, I just have my own uh, weight room here at my place and uh, do that. Do a little uh, lift cool and some things to keep my hips and my knees moving and everything. So had a couple of surgeries, had my hip replaced, had some, mm. two back surgeries. So just try to keep moving. How's the cheesecake in Texas? Because cheesecake here in New York is legendary. I can't imagine cheesecake in Texas is that good, right, Brian? Depends on where you go. How's the pizza in Texas? What? It's not as good as New York. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, well, we beat you with something, I guess. <laughs> my wife and I, my wife and I went up there in 2018, and there was this little place. Uh, Uncle Paul's. Uh, Is that, was that in Manhattan? Or where was that? Right off Times Square. Yeah, right off Times Square somewhere, nice. but it's called Little Hole in the Wall called Uncle Paul's. And man, it was it was the best pizza we've ever eaten. I believe it. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, the pizza, well, obviously, looking at me, you can tell I eat a lot of pizza. Maybe right. I should stop. Oh, boy. Um, I got to go on your program. Are, are you able to share... Uh, any information about your wellness product that you're actually uh, pushing right now? Absolutely. It's uh, Unicity uh, International. We are, uh, we're uh, office, our headquarters is in Las Vegas, Nevada. We've got a 150,000 square foot building there. And uh, I'm a distributor and my partner is uh, Greg McTee. He's in California and basically wide open, Greg uh, is in several different countries. He's international. He's got stuff going everywhere. And uh, I found out about this several months ago, and my wife and I are jumped in full with both feet. And uh, it's it's basically the the one that we really like. There's a, a drink called Unimate. You know, every, a lot of people have the Unimate drinks from the Unimate plant. And... Uh, the other one is called Balance. It has a ton of uh, nutrients and fiber. You can uh, drink it about 30 minutes before your lunch, 30 minutes before your supper, and it just really built, puts fiber in your system and really makes you eat less. You don't have to you don't have to go on a special diet. You don't have to do a bunch of exercise. You can just eat what you've been eating, but you end up eating less, and it it. It really works. People that are people that are obese and have uh, A1C problems, di- you know, they're diabetic, pre-diabetic, overweight people. This product is, you know, big pharma wants to put you on. Doctors want to put you on medication and keep you on the rest of your life. We try to. When I was looking for this business, I wanted something that I could actually. When I was a product that could help people live a better life, I didn't just want to just do something to take people's money. But it's called the. Uh, it's called the Feel Great uh, system. It's got the Unimate and the balance in it. And I actually, my wife and I have been doing it for uh, about six weeks now. She's lost 15 pounds. I've lost 10 and uh, just really lost every bit of it on my waist. I wasn't, didn't have a bunch of bad weight, but it just it just leaned me down really quick. So it's a, it's a great product. I can, uh, I can send you all my link. And that's uh, actually my wife's gonna send you the link right now if you'd like to post it. And, Beautiful. Uh, it's a 
It's a great product. It's gonna. It's the, remember the old Rexall drug stores that yep. they had since uh, 1903. It's Rexall went from the brick and mortar uh, pharmacies. This is the 21st century Rexall product. Mm. It's been in business since 1903. It's 120 years. And uh, it's it's a great product, and I stand by it 100. percent Well, I'll t- I'll tell you, Brian. As you were speaking about it, I didn't know if you noticed, but Farrell kept looking over at me when oh, you were talking we about fat and obese people. I don't know why. But- I looked at you when he said he A one C, which is hemoglobin. I worked in a lab. He's always setting me up, Brian. I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. So, <laughs> so ridiculous. We grew up WWF fans, right? True. But obviously, once cable came and WCCW entered our television, he was done. Right? You were one of those top stars that we loved. But the one thing that always confused me is I always called you Brian Adidas, like the shoe. I always recognized it like that. Was that your wrestling name, or or, or was it A D I O S? It's it's A D I A S, and we started out. Here's I'll tell you a funny story. I grew up with Kerry Von Eric. We started first grade together, went all the way to twelfth grade. So I spent a ton of time over. Carries and you know his dad Fritz von Erich's house and uh, when I started when I decided to come in the wrestling business we were sitting in there talking to Fritz in his office and I had my foot up and uh, he looked over at it and he said Adidas Brian Adidas and so we we went with that and when the cable went when it, we went you know nationwide and worldwide. Adidas Corporation actually sent a letter to the Sportatorium and asked me to uh, change the spelling of my name or change my name, and I didn't want to. So I just took one of the D's out and made it a D's. And then after I'd been in a couple of years, they came back and said, hey, we want to sponsor you now. <laughs> Unbelievable. So they changed the team after they saw how strong the world-class wrestling show was and everything, and I said, no, nah, I've already... I've kept it like this for long enough now. Just I'll just keep it, you know. So, but that's a true story. Did Fritz get mad at you? Like Fritz didn't want to turn down that kind of advertising, right? Or, or did he? Well, Fritz didn't have anything to do with it. They were they contacted me. Not oh, they went oh, straight to oh, okay. very cool. Yeah. And you didn't tell Carrie because Carrie would tell Fritz. Well, I was over there. I mean, I practically <laughs> going over to their house. They had a place out in the country about you know 157 acres it was like a to me man i grew up a middle class kid you know we didn't have a ton of money never went without anything but going over to their house was like going to disneyland you know they uh, swimming pools motorcycles we hunt and fish just constantly growing up so carrie and i were the our main thing where we did bird hunting did quail dove and duck and we took over basically all the uh, getting the eggs from the uh, quail and the dove and, you know, putting them in incubators and stuff like that, feeding the ducks before duck season and getting all the the hunting ready. And Fritz really liked that because then he didn't have to do it. (laughs) Very cool. I wanted to wish you a belated happy birthday. Um, We both share the same day, not quite the same year, but happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just, uh, I turned 63. 
Yeah, so we're close. We're right around the same Would age. Would you stop? Like, slow down. <laughs> I'm around six <laughs> years, seven years, something like that. Can we slow down? You've got me at like 111 already. Slow <laughs> down. Oi. So tell me, just tell me, Farrell. Tell me, Farrell. Uh, how old is he, really? He's fifty. He just turned fifty-six. We're from the same grade, just like okay. you and Kerry were. We went to school together. We're in, gotcha. a, we're in the same park. Fifty-six, well, sixty-three. Okay, we're, we yeah. are in the same. We're, we're, in the, we're in the same park. Okay, I, I can go with that. Seven, seven years. Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, I and agree. You, and you look, and you look better than me. So I mean, well, there's uh, that too. I mean, he looks better than me too. If I take this hat off, he looks better than me. And without being disrespectful, I got to give you credit. Your wife is beautiful. I got the opportunity to see her turn on. Uh, you're a, you're a blessed man, sir. Yeah, she's uh, nice. She's pretty pretty smoking, that's for sure. So. <laughs> well, you said she's it. Always, I, so... I, wa- I wanted to say it, but I didn't have enough guts. Uh, well, but since I, you said it, yeah. I, I'll, I'll second that. Ditto. Thank you. It's it's a true story. She's uh, everybody always asks what's what's that what's that hot lady done with that old dude? You know, so <laughs> <laughs> rough. Yeah, she's a. She's a good one, man. I'm. I've, she's the best girl in the whole world. I love her with all my heart. Then you are truly blessed. You are truly blessed. Yeah. You know, Brian, as we she's know, you a, grew up in Dallas. Wait, it says here, I just want to make sure of this, you received a four-year scholarship for shot put? Yes. I What's threw, with Texas uh, and the shot put? How does how did, how do you get a scholarship for shot put? It's just so unusual. It's, it's just like track and field, just like you would get a – scholarship for being a sprinter or a long jumper or a okay. uh, hurdle guy or whatever. I, uh, I threw a shot. Well, Carrie was number when we were seniors, uh, I actually went to a little town called Lake Dallas. Uh, we went to Lake Dallas high school. It's small, but Carrie and I, uh, I was ranked number five in the nation my senior year in the wow. shot put. Carrie was ranked number one wow. in the discus in the whole country. And he and I placed first and second at the Texas State track meet in Austin in the discus, first and second. And then I placed third in the shot put my senior year and got a, a four-year scholarship to the University of Texas Arlington, where I was conference champion four times in a row there oh my on my conference, Division one wow. I mean, Division one. So there is something to be said for shot put. I got to admit, we don't. When I hear shot put, we don't even think about shot put as just you know involving sports here in New York. All we think of them the four major sports. That's pretty cool that you got yeah. a four year scholarship and you were one of the best in the nation. That's crazy. When when you bring well, that up, the, good. Now when I we Carrie and I played running back and linebacker in high school, and okay. I had gotten a concussion uh, my junior year. And I'd gotten my bell rung my senior year, and the doctors were saying, man, you probably should kind of stay away from this heavy contact, you know, football. So I was already throwing the shot put, but my senior year, I just really threw a long way and got national recognition. So it uh, kept me out of football, basically. So I got that scholarship over there. Were you disappointed to not be going further with football because of the concussions? No, I didn't. Okay. I was I was never going to be a, a professional football player, or you know, I would have been a, a decent college player, but I had no aspirations to play. I wasn't fast enough. I didn't have a fast enough forty time to play in the pros, so I never saw myself as a as a college or uh, pro football player. I just uh, 
stumbled into the shot put and was really good at it and the discus as well and uh just uh it it, it paid off now didn't Kerry make the olympic team uh in discus he was working we graduated in 1978 and then i went to uta he went to the university of houston for one year his freshman year and uh he was working toward the 80 olympics and if you recall they boycotted the Olympics in 1980. So he, he said, to heck with it. I don't want to wait another, you know, four years for the 84 Olympics. So he left the University of Houston and started wrestling full time. So, you know, you grew up with Kerry, like you said. Uh, you know, um, seems like you guys ran down the same roads, kind of doing the same sports. Uh, obviously, Kerry was hitting the gas pretty hard. Were you involved in hitting the gas at all back at that age, or did you stay completely natural? I stayed natural. I did a little bit of stuff in college with a shot put because they had to be so strong. But I never I never stayed on anything uh, for any period of time because I knew that's, that's short-lived. You know, man, you hit the sauce that much, it's – there's going to be, it's going to affect your body. And now then, you know, I'm 63 years old, man. My, I just had my heart checked out and the guy that had all the, did this, uh, uh, sound. What is that called? Ultrasound. Yeah. Cardiograms and all that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, my, I'm in perfect shape. They said, man, you're like, you're 30 years old. So I'm glad I didn't do the roids and stuff and stay on them heavy, heavy. That's me right there. I was like, uh, that was like three, three years ago. Wow. Wow. When I was 60. Yeah. Incredible. After further review, I want to be your age if I'm going to look like that. (laughs) That's Wow. After further review. Damn, Brian. Uh, Brian, I got to ask you though. I mean, growing up with Kerry and obviously you guys were best buds and you see Kerry ballooning into a, statue did you try to tell him like um bro this might not be the best thing you look great but this this might be bad for you well here's the thing that a a lot of people i I know y'all probably know a little bit about it too carrie trained harder than anybody i've ever seen you can't just do some roids and Mm -hmm. be big he trained harder than any professional bodybuilder that I've ever seen. He was a workhorse, man. So, and he didn't do them all the time. You got to realize where okay. he came from. Chris okay. Von Eric, when he was younger, he was a, a mountain of a man too. So his genetics, he was. You know, as far as uh, he just trained harder than than the rest of the the brothers did. And right. you know, it's not it wasn't all it wasn't all roids. Kerry trained super super hard to get that body. It That's just actually- didn't. That's actually really good to do know. Some roids That's and cool. Work like that. Yeah, That's yeah. A because lot of work. he might have had the greatest physique we've ever seen, right, Mike? I mean, I, I mean, Kerry Von Erich, you absolutely love. I know that yeah. much, but he might have had the greatest physique we've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Very close, if not the best. So, Brian, hanging out with the at the Von Erich house, like you said, it was like Disneyland. Um, was there any jealousy on your part, uh, being around yeah. that family all the time? Absolutely not. They. Uh, they, they basically, I was like one of their brothers. I mean, when I graduated high school, I still have it. Fritz 
wrote on his uh, letterhead, he said to Brian, he said, our sixth son. So, and then he wrote me a deal saying how much of a, how he'd really enjoyed seeing how I came around with the uh, training and the, you know, the shot put and, and gotten to be a, a, a great athlete. And uh, he, you know, he, he had a lot of respect for me and I had a lot of respect for them, but I've, I was never jealous of carrying them. I mean, we, I, I just never had any, you know, it's a, uh, just, it just didn't happen. You know, you met, you mentioned Fritz. Um, what was your relationship like with Fritz? And the second part of the question would be many people from that organization felt that Fritz pushed the boys too hard. Is that something that uh, you feel? Uh, I think more than pushing them, I think he he had high expectations from them, but I don't think standing behind them like some people portray, you know, with a whip pushing people on. I think the brothers being... Kerry, David, and Kevin, uh, I think they pushed themselves more than Fritz pushed them because they wanted to live up, uh, you know, to the expectations. And they all they all were hard workers, man. You know what I mean? They, uh, Kevin, I mean, Kevin and David both went to North Texas. You know, Kevin played football. David played football and basketball. But, you know, and then they started wrestling. Why wouldn't you? They didn't, you know, play all four years. But uh, making all that money stepping in to wrestling, why wouldn't you? You know, but uh, my relationship with Fritz was was great. I just, uh, he always he always treated me really, really good. So he, uh, uh, you know, I was over there at, at their house when I was six years old, you know. So he basically watched me grow up. You know, Fritz and Doris were really good friends with my parents. You know, Lake Dallas only had a thousand people. You know, it's forty people in my graduating class, so it was as a small, uh, you know, small town. And but I have nothing but respect. And uh, Fritz was never, you know, he was never mean to me or anything like that. Or you know, like a lot of people. Portraying, he could be gruff. Don't get me wrong. You know, he he was a he was a captain of a of a tight ship. You know, he's old school, and but he saw the dedication and the, the work that I was putting in uh, to making myself a better person and athlete. And his boys, we all worked hard. So to answer your question, I think with the boys, Fritz pushing them, I think they pushed themselves harder than Fritz pushed them. Mm. So let's go back to the time where you decide you want to become a pro wrestler. What's that conversation like with your parents? Uh, well, you know, I started, I went all four years at UTA and I got my degree in finance. I promised my mom that I would get my degree, you know, because when Kerry started, when Kerry left the University of Houston after his freshman year, he was just on me constantly. You got to, you got to come into wrestling. You got to come into wrestling. So, I said, uh, I said I will, but I promised 
myself and my mom that I was going to get my degree uh, and stay four years. And I started actually between my sophomore and junior year at UTA. And when I, I, when I was enrolled in college, you couldn't back then, the NCAA, you couldn't be pro and get paid. So the only time I wrestled until I graduated in 1982 was in the summer. And I wrestled in the summer of uh, 80 and 81, and then I went full-time in 82 when I graduated college. WCCW goes national. At this point, with that roster, when WCCW went national, did you think they were going to take over the world? Because the talent level that was going on in Texas was absurd. And and did you think at the time that you could take over the, the country, the world, beat out the Vince McMahon East Coast stuff? I mean, what were your thoughts when it went national? Well, I think in the beginning, I was, you know, I was young and didn't didn't really think a lot about it, but I'll never forget it. Fritz brought me and Kerry into his office at their house one day, and he said, I'm about to make a big move. We're going to, we're going to break away from the NWA and we're going to be world-class championship wrestling. And there's this thing called cable TV. Mm. And uh, <laughs> me and Kerry kind of looked around like, you know, what's that? And he, he already knew. He knew what time it was and what was going to happen. And he was a smart man. He was a businessman to the core, man. He was extremely intelligent when it come to business. And to answer your question, no, I, I didn't realize how big it was going to be. I don't think anybody did, you know, when you're, when you're in your infancy, you know, on a business or whatever you're, whatever you're going for. But as it went on, I, I really saw, you know, I went, my, I went to New York in 2018 for a, a something for a get-together up there, and I I bet I had at least a thousand people come up to me that weekend and say, man, I loved world-class wrestling on uh, ESPN. He said, y'all's show and was wrestling was head and shoulders above everything else, the way it was produced, the talent and all that, and uh, you know, looking back, it was, I was I was really honored to be a part of it and, and still am. So um, I have people all the time still talking about world-class wrestling. Well, it, it's amazing um, how many fans love that organization. I mean, every great. wrestler there, oh, just incredible. And great stuff. It was so much different than what we, you know, yes. we were huge WWE guys, yeah. obviously, but it different, was so different. Different incredible. presentation, very different. So, Brian, your first heel turn is against Mike Von Erich, who recently, at that point, just gets out of the hospital. The question to you is, what kind of pressure were were you under? I mean, that's a big deal, right? The guy was certainly fragile. Um, I'm sure Fritz put you in that spot because he trusted you, but what kind of stress was that for you as being his opponent? Well... You know, I think Fritz and I kind of came up with the idea at the same time, you know, for me turning heel. You're ne- you were never going to be above the Von Erics as a, a baby face here in world class. And Kerry had had his motorcycle wreck and had hurt his foot. And he was out. 
and uh, you know they needed somebody, and it, it just made sense. I was I came up, everybody knew I was their friend, and what's the what's the worst thing that could ever happen is having your friend turn on you, and then turning on Mike. He your answer your question, yes. He knew he could trust me that I was not going to eat Mike up, you know, and I always made him look really good and, uh, you know, put him, put him over just like a, a million bucks. But, uh, nobody ever beat Mike one, two, three in the middle of the ring, except me. Hmm. When I did my heel turn, that was the only time Mike Von Eric got pinned one, two, three in the ring. I mean, he worked with Flair and everybody else, and nobody ever beat him. You know, they'd go Broadway or something. But when I when I saw that Fritz was willing to do that and put me in that position, I knew I was carrying a, a big load on my shoulders as far as being a heel. And uh, I mean, I had to when I turned heel, I had to watch out what I was doing around here in Dallas because people. They idolized the Von Erics, and mm-hmm. people wanted to kick my ass and, and beat me up every time I went somewhere, you know. So <laughs> I had to, I was carrying a pistol when I turned heel, you know, for, for good reason. I had people wanting to just get me constantly. On a personal level, though, and you would know, did you think Mike should have been in the ring after all that? Do you, uh, you know, for. As fans, you heard he was never the same after that toxic syndrome. Did you personally feel yeah, that they he, shouldn't have put him back in the ring? Well, that's a there's a fine line there. You know, Carrie had got hurt. David had passed away. So Mike was kind of thrust into that position. But I, personally, I love Mike to death. He was just a sweetheart of a guy. I really don't think he ever should have been been in wrestling, uh, if the truth be known, because he just wasn't cut out for it. Really, you know, he he had a bunch of guitars. He wanted to he wanted to play music and be play rock and roll, you know. So his his mind wasn't really into it and his everything. But he after he got the toxic shock and came back, he was he was different. He had a different look in his eye. But, uh, you know, I had a, you know, in, in wrestling, I had a job to do. So me calling the shots, whether he should have been there or not, I was just, you know, I was part of the program and doing doing what I was asked to do and, and draw money. And that's what we did, you know. But uh, I don't think Mike's heart was ever into wrestling. And he probably could have could have been better served doing something else. When when you mentioned David before, when the family lost David, and I consider you part of the family, um, what was that like? And then when Mike took his life, what? How was that situation? Were they two different, or did you have the same feeling? I was I was devastated when David passed away. He was in Japan. You know, he's on a trip in Japan. David and I were close too. You know, we traveled a lot together before when I first started and uh, before I went to Oregon. But David and I, and Kevin too, I mean, we were just all, we were we were close, you know. It's about as close as you can get. But uh, 
I, it was devastating with David because it was so unexpected. You know, he was in, I remember I was in Mid-South working for Bill Watts, and uh, he called me at my apartment there and told me about David, and they wanted uh, Fritz and everybody wanted me to come back. I actually got on a plane that day. It was Friday, which the, we wrestled at Sportatorium on Friday nights, and I flew back to Dallas and took Kerry's place and a tag team that night, but it was, it was a somber event, man. When I, when I flew back, I went straight over to their house and man, it was, it was terrible. You know, it was devastating, but I buried four of them in nine years. I buried Mm. David in 84. Mm. I buried Mike in 87. Mm. I buried Chris in 91 and I buried my best friend, Carrie in 93. Carrie was a, a biggest shock because I just I just it was I had trouble believing it and David being the first one being an untimely death was probably the most shocking but it kind of shocked me too it didn't shock me with Mike and Chris but it shocked me with Carrie you know for him because he was he was such larger than life individual it was you know he he just felt like he didn't have anything to offer anymore, that life didn't have anything to offer. But I buried four of those guys, four of my good friends in nine years. It's tough. Did you – it's not easy to ask, but I'll give it a shot. Were you ever angry at the way some of them passed away, obviously? I mean, did you ever get angry about it? Like, what the – I don't know if, if anger is the is the right way to put it. I was – I've, you know, suicide, you, you don't ever know what's going on in somebody's head. I found that out with Carrie because I was with Carrie the day before he committed suicide. But to answer your question, I don't think I was ever angry. I guess I was, you know, like your mom used to tell you, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Okay. Uh, I was disappointed that they took their life and, you know, Carrie had two girls that were six and eight years old and they just idolized him. And he loved, you know, Holly and Lacey. I mean, like it was, there was their world, you know, uh, the girls and him, he loved those girls. And it was, uh, I guess I was, I was a little bit, I guess you could say angry with Carrie that leaving those two girls behind than I was of him taking his own life. And you, you mentioned you were there the day before. Did he not give you any signals at all? No. Nothing. And I knew I knew Kerry better probably than mm. I'd spent more time with him growing up, you know, and he did not. I, that's when I tell everybody, you never know what's going on in somebody's head, and you just don't because he didn't act like anything was wrong. He didn't have anything telling me, you know, hey, things are tough or anything like that. He just, I was shocked when he did it, you know. It's, uh, uh, I just, I was driving down the road and I heard it on the radio. And it was, uh, was what was weird, I was like a mile from the exit where they live out in the country. And I, I pulled down there and Fritz was there and all the cops were there. And they had Carrie covered up with a tarp, you know, and it was it was surreal. It was, uh, I still think about it. I still think about him. It's hard, hard for me to believe that he 
took his own life like that. It, it it's it wasn't easy, you know. So I don't want to glaze over it though, but you did say you weren't so shocked about Chris and Mike. Why was that? Uh, they were just. Uh, I think both of them spent their life trying to measure up, and I think they always felt like they might not have measured up, and they like they weren't good enough or something like that. And, you Pressure. Know, they were. You know, it just. I guess overall, it just didn't surprise me as much with Mike being going through the toxic shock. You know, his his he had a temperature of a hundred and seven for like for t- uh, two days or something, and they thought he was never going to make it. And then he pulled out of it. But him not being the same, it didn't surprise me as much as if that would have never happened. Mm. And Chris kind of had his own little his own little issues and stuff. You know, Chris was 10 years younger than Terry and I, but uh, they just, I I, kind of look at Kerry, David, and Kevin on one level, and then Mike and Chris, not that they're below or anything. It's just, they were just different. They didn't, you know. Now, you have this relationship with Fritz. He's like your second father. At this point, after Kerry takes his life, the family's in disarray. Do you go to Fritz and have a conversation with him to see if he's okay? Is there any kind of conversation, or is at that point Fritz done? Oh, I like I said, I heard it on the radio, and I drove. I was three minutes away from where it happened, and I drove over there, and I talked to Fritz then, and I, I talked to him later as well. But uh, I don't think Fritz ever – I don't think he ever really gave up. He was a strong-willed man, you know, and uh, I I felt more. My mom and I always talked about, you know, Doris, their mother, you know, what, what she went through. There's nothing like a love that a mother has for their children, and she lost five out of six kids. Mm-hmm. Jackie, the oldest boy that was older than Kevin, he was killed in a freak accident in Buffalo, New York, when he was six, in like 1958 or 59, and and then, you know, David, Mike, Chris, and Carrie, five out of six kids, and I was, I, I had more compassion and empathy for Doris than I did, uh, you know, Fritz. I think Fritz could take care of himself. He was he's pretty strong, strong-willed guy, and. You know, we had conversations though, but it's he didn't like he didn't give up on life or nothing. So, uh, you know, he got he got brain cancer, passed away in '97, but he was the he was pretty much the same, you know, till he died. I used to go over there and see him. Uh, it was on that same property where Carrie killed himself, where where he lived, you know. So, but he was a, he was a strong guy and. Uh, Let's bring it back to one of the great angles of all time in wrestling is when you and Kerry have your fallout. Kind of going back to what we spoke about, Mike, how much stress were you up against since Kerry had just come off the motorcycle accident? I'm assuming you knew he had lost his foot, or did you not? What kind of stress were you under for that angle? Uh, 
Oh, I knew. I went. I went to the emergency room when uh, right when Terry had the motorcycle wreck, and I was there when they did. They did fourteen hours of surgery, and the next morning they were. You know, after the surgery, that I was there with Fritz and them, and they, the doctor said, "We just there's just too much damage. We can't. We're not going to be able to save his foot." And you know, Fritz was. Asked them, you know, are you sure? And they said, yeah, there's just not enough. There's just not enough of the bone and stuff left uh, from his ankle down to his toes. It was just mangled, man. Uh, he was wearing shorts and a flip-flops when he had the motorcycle wreck. So it basically just ground his foot off on the mm. asphalt. God. But the stress of it, he was... When Kerry had the surgery, he started training back on his upper body and stuff. He he never quit working out when he was off for 18 months with his foot. He was getting ready. He was ready for the day he came back to wrestle, and he and I wrestled at Reunion Arena and sold it out. Uh, I think it was Thanksgiving uh, 1987 when he came back. So. How about some stories if you have some of a couple of a uh, couple of other uh, legends from that area that left us too soon? Uh, Gino Hernandez, Chris Adams, any uh, stories about those folks? Oh yeah, Gino was a great worker. So was Chris. Uh, yeah, it was. Gino was kind of a shock, you know. They found him over there and in his apartment. You know, he was de- he was dead, and you know, Chris was kind of got in trouble you know chris was a drinker and kind of a blackout drinker he had gotten i think he was had some uh legal trouble when he got uh you know killed he was basically living with a guy that was the guy was letting chris live with him and they were drinking and got to wrestling and it got serious and Chris put him in a chokehold and uh, the guy's name was Boudreaux and uh, Boudreaux told me, he said, man, I was getting, Chris wasn't letting me out of the chokehold and I was getting ready to pass out and I knew he was not going to let go because he was mad. The, the play turned into a real fight and they fell back up against the, the headboard on the bed and the guy had a holster with a 357 and it, and he grabbed and grabbed that gun and he was put it on Chris's leg he was going to shoot him in the leg to uh, get him off of him and right when he pulled the trigger they moved and it went right up through Chris's torso through his heart and killed him so uh, that was tough too because I'd worked with Gino and Chris a lot too and they were both just really really good workers they were mainstays here at world class, you know. I got to ask you while I have you, because I wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't ask you, since you knew the Von Erich family so well. I always felt that David was destined for great, great things, and I feel that he was the, the greatest of the Von Erichs. I mean, ultimately, Kerry uh, is probably the most famous of them, but I feel like David was cut short. Was David headed for serious world championship uh, aspirations because I felt he, he had the real total package as a professional wrestling product. Any thoughts on that? Absolutely. Everybody will tell you David was the best worker by far. David understood the business, the psychology of the business. 
he was going to take over world class. He was going to step into Fritz's place because David had a business head on his shoulders and knew, understood the business really, really well. And that really changed him passing away, changed the course of what happened with world class tremendously. So, yeah, it was David was the was the worker. I watched David work. He could work, man, and he had the he had the business sense. And not that Carrie and Kevin didn't, you know, but he was the one that was going to take it over and run it. Can I ask you about when David passed? Again, we're just fans. We don't know anything. You hear so many different stories. One being the abrasion, and then one being that he OD'd on drugs. Do you know anything behind the passing of David? I do not. I don't know anything other than what everybody else, what's been written or whatever. Uh, I know when he left, he was having some trouble with his stomach. I don't know if he had uh, what was wrong with his stomach, but he had complained that his stomach was hurting before he went on that trip. So, uh it would be conjecture on my part to say what happened because I wasn't there. But, you know, they say he, he died of uh, enteritis. I think he had some type of intestinal problem, and uh, that's all That's all I know. I didn't hear anything else. Or, so, you know, what all the rumors, but that's, it's like I said, it would be conjecture on my part. You on a personal basis, right? You guys are all rock stars in Texas at this point, and now worldwide you're becoming rock stars. You know, clearly drugs was a big part in the industry, just not in Dallas, but all over the world, right, yeah, for, yeah. The, for, for you as a wrestler. How did you stay out of that game and survive? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm no saint, you know, and I'm not going to portray myself as a saint. I had my, you know... I had my bouts with alcohol and, uh, you know, prescription drugs and stuff like that. And, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, you work so hard and you travel so much. I think with me, I kind of, it was kind of like a, when I had some time off, it was like I, I, I treated myself to, you know, something uh, to maybe escape some of the pain or escape reality or whatever you're wanting to do. But, uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm no saint, but I, I woke up one day and it's been, man, it's 23. Uh, I haven't taken anything other than what a doctor has described me since May 10th of 1993. I've been over wow. 30 years now. Awesome. Awesome. Clean and sober with absolute 100%. Tell us about the Freebirds. And how was Michael Hayes? Is he full of himself? Because he really ruined this poor guy when he ran into him in an airport. How was Michael Hayes in the Freebirds? <laughs> he was, he, Michael, uh, Michael, you know, lived his gimmick, which really, if you don't live your gimmick, you're selling yourself short. So, I agree. Every professional wrestler has to have a, a bit of being full of himself. Yep. Because if you don't, if you don't understand, if you can't separate your personal life and your business life, you're a, you're basically a product. And the way you market yourself 
the way a corporation would market uh, a product, you're selling yourself short. You know, uh, I acted completely different on TV as Brian Diaz as I did people. I've always had everybody that's ever met me say, man, you're one of the most intelligent, you know, nice, and you know, guys I've, I've ever met. Because you can't, I can't go out and, you know, talk shit to people and, you know, be Brian Adias all the time. So when people met me, I wanted to, I wanted to be impressive as a human being, you know, and not be all that. But when I was, when I was in, when I was at a wrestling arena or something, I was in, I was certainly in character and you have to be, but yeah, Michael, Michael was had a strong, you know, personality and he lived the business. He's done well for himself. You know, he's up WWF Vince's office and one of his right hand guys. So, He's done, he's done something right, man. So he's Michael's a smart guy too. So it, I always, Michael and I always got along good. I, I had a lot of respect for him and Terry and you know Buddy. They were the Freebird Von Eric feud was is still talked about today, and it oh, was yeah. it was huge. In your opinion, uh, we've seen since the Freebirds, we've seen the NWO, we've seen Degeneration X. Are the Freebirds the greatest faction in the history of pro wrestling in your mind? Just curious. You know what? I think basically they are. They they were doing their deal before any of that other stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So they were innovators in a respect uh you know, having the, the those three guys were the best three guys of a combination of different type of wrestlers that you could possibly have. You know, Michael was the, the guy that could talk yep. and the flashy Gordy was the worker and he could talk, do interviews. Buddy was the fall guy, you know, that, uh, but they, as a, they were innovators. They come up with that, with that, uh, those gimmicks, and they were the very first people to do all that. And I think that's why that Von Eric uh, Freebird feud is one of the best angles ever. Because you know Dallas wrestling, we got after it down here, man. We didn't, you know, it wasn't a bunch of theatrics. We we laid them in, and we worked hard, and it was uh, it was physical, you know, and that's. But that's what people still. That's why people still talk about world class being their favorite because they there was a fine line between shooting and working. Brian, when Kerry came up here to the WWE, we were jacked. How come you didn't come up here? Huge fan of you, also. Why did you never come up to the Northeast? Well, what basically what I've never really been super public about. I had hurt my back and I was out for a little bit and I started, you know, I've got a degree in finance. I started thinking about my future and that was when the WWF was, you know, getting popular and all that. And to tell you the truth, I didn't, I didn't want to continue and be crippled. It was always in the back of my mind because, uh, I, I had really hurt my back. I broke it three places, and I was always kind of leery after that. And I'm always the type of person, if I couldn't go up there and give 110%, I just didn't really want to. I kind of kind of eased out of wrestling and went into the, uh, 
car business as a finance director and done that for a long time. And when people come in and they, they're financing their car, do they recognize you and they're like, oh, my God, it's Brian. Oh, and yeah, Venus. yeah I've got it, my pictures up in there, and it's uh, people are shocked, especially down here in Dallas, man. So many, I mean, 90% of the people that come into my office to sign paperwork and do all the title work and everything, they're like, oh, my gosh, man. The Von Erickson, they, they, you know, they're like, ah, I can't believe it that you're here, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's you still, uh, tell you a funny story. My wife and I were in Walmart about seven or eight years ago. We're walking down through there. And I hear some people behind me saying, that's him. I know that's him. And my wife, we finally kind of turned around. And there. And then once I turned around, they said, I told you. I told you it was him. And I said, how did you know it was me? They said, we could tell by the way you walked, your gait. We watched you so much on the Channel uh, 11 and 39 Wrestling here shows. We know the way you walk. Incredible. That is pretty wild. Real quick, can you also just uh, give us that website again where people can find uh, the body-enhancing st- uh, product that you're selling? Yeah, the, you the lost wellness, 10 pounds on yeah. it? <laughs> oh, yeah, and I've lost it. I mean, my, Quickly. <laughs> I lost it all in my waist. I didn't yeah. have a ton to lose, but I really lost some of my uh, – just a little bit of the hat around my waist. I have to wear a belt now with all my shorts and my pants because they're basically falling off. It's it's unicity.com, and you can look at all their products. And uh, if, if you, my wife sent you the link, and if it's, you want to put that link. It's posted. There, it's posted uh, on YouTube and Twitch. We're rolling with it. Yep. Perfect. That, if they click on that, it's got my name up at the top, referred by, and they can – Actually, just say the second link that she sent. Yeah, and uh, it's got the it says "feel great" in it, and uh, they can actually click on that link and they can look, they can browse the products, and you then it has a deal that says "buy now," and they can actually buy it right there. Brian, we're going to let you go, but we can hit you with something called the Pharaoh's final question. Uh-oh. I don't know what he's going to ask Uh-oh. you. It's unscripted. Yeah. But before you do, what? I do have a personal question. Ooh. I want to kind of go back to um, Doris and Fritz. When the boys passed, did Doris blame Fritz for what happened to the family? Ooh. I'm not for sure if she actually you know, pointed the finger and blaming I think it. I think it would have been easy to to say for her to say, you know, they they thought so much of you and they followed in your footsteps. They maybe felt like they had to to live up to Fritz's expectations. But as far as blame and stuff, I don't. I don't really know if she ever blamed him. But you know, they separated and divorced. Uh, you know, right when world class was ending. So they built a big house out in East Texas and they, they split their, you know, split everything up and went their own way. But Doris was there when Fritz, his last about three months of his life, when he got, was really getting sick from the cancer, Doris was there, lived with him until he passed away. So that's a testament on how much she still 
you know, they loved each other. They just, you know, got to a point like a bunch of men and women do where, you know, they went their own ways. But that's a tough, it was tough for Doris and tough for Fritz losing that many. I mean, there's, it's easy to say, you know, mm. what could have been done different afterwards, you know. True, true. All right, Farrell, Farrell's final question. All right, I got to lighten the mood, Okay. I'm going to lighten the mood. Before the show, uh, we were talking with Brian a bit, and Brian uh, was uh, we were talking some football, and Brian was a big Minnesota Vikings fan uh, in his earlier days, and he's mentioned that he likes Pat Mahomes, and he mentioned he likes Tom Brady, being a Jet fan. But I want to ask you, because I, I love asking this to the, to the folks who love the football. Oh, boy. You know it's coming. We got Aaron Rodgers. Do we have any chance? Just get, tell me we have a little chance. The Jets have a little chance with Aaron Rodgers. Any shot here, Brian? Come on. 100%. Thank if you. there's anybody that uh, as good as Tom Brady ever was, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's proven it. And you got to realize they didn't just get Aaron Rodgers. They got him some the receivers, Yep. and they're putting that team together. It yep. might not be the first year or the second year. But there's going to be a future, and the Jets are going to be a team that's going to have to be reckoned with in my book. Take that. Well, well Brian, I Thank appreciate you, Brian. you saying that. I'm also a huge Jet fan, but what you don't realize what you did is now the Pharaoh will say, predict a Super Bowl, I which means there is no chance of it happening. He's blaming so me you. for over a half a century. Do you believe this garbage, Brian? Brian what do I got to do with it? I want to thank you again Ridiculous. for joining Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. I will text okay. you in the morning. Thank you again. You are a pro wrestling icon. Yes, sir. And an incredible human being. Yes, sir. Thank you again for the candid conversation. Absolutely, guys. I, I love your show. I'm going to start watching it now, and uh, I really appreciate you having me on. Well, we appreciate you, sir. We'll talk shortly. Thank you again. Thanks again, Brian. You were great. Thank you. Well, he rules. That's he all you rules. Have to say. He was incredible. I thought he was fantastic. Oh my! He Dude, rules. I can talk WCCW. I know. I know. Every, we could have. I can talk Terry Von. Eric you know, Abe, you got off easy. We could have kept going, bro. I'm yeah, telling this, you, Abe. This could have went there's five hours. There's something about that territory. I agree. But it's there's not something just that. About, no, it's like there's something about it. Iceman King Parsons. Yeah. Gino Hernandez. Chris Adams, Can I get a little, Ryan can Adidas. I get a little Bruiser Brody? Yeah, absolutely. I do a little Bruiser Kevin, in. all the Von Dude, Erics. they were loaded. They were stacked. Dude, how cool was Brian Adidas? Dude? How do you think that it would have turned out if somehow Vince did not do what Vince did? What, like WC, the WCCWs, the Mid-Souths, they mm. all still, I guess there's this just is no, way, no, right? no, this is, no, forget Vince, because they all, forget they, Vince? Because they all passed away. Once the Von Erichs passed That's away, true. that is true. It, it, like it they was over. Have, it's the heartbeat. No, you're right. You you're, know, you're understand, right. right? The Freebirds were great. Adidas right. was great. Hernandez yeah. was great. Chris yeah. was great. But the ultimate thing was the heroes. Yeah, the Von Erich boys. This is true. That's what kept it together. Holy Lone Ranger, Batman. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, God, they were it. Friggin', how awesome they were was it. he, man? I, I got fantastic. You, a huge fan of his. Who else we got from WCCW? <laughs> I don't know. We got to get. You know what? Start uh, taking a look. Well, we that was a home Tatum run. He was on, great. But Hatem, Tatum, like, didn't show up, right? No. We've had so many great Tatum stars. Got but I got to tell you something. For, for me, that was a super entertaining interview. That was fantastic. It and look really what this was. guy made out of his life too. After wrestling, 
You know what, though? I mean, it's amazing. As a human being, I give him so much credit. He watched that whole family leave him. Yeah. How do you, how do you, I can't even. Testament to him. It really is. He's an amazing individual. That and by was, the way, that was with great. all due respect, his wife was smoking hot. Was she? Oh I missed God. the whole thing. Dude. Why didn't you ever pop in so we could wave and I was say hi? Ask. I missed the whole thing. I didn't know, like, look, some guys get weird. Like, you get weird. If someone thinks your girl's hot, you get all. Like, I get weird? Yeah, you go, you know, talking about my girl. You know what I mean? I do? Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're a bit jealous. Well, no, you tend to, like, you know, hammer on. That's the problem. Well, oh, your girlfriend's a big. But whatever I I would have I would have you know I would have said hey you know yeah she's hot <laughs> but anyway I, I got <laughs> I don't know what else to say she was hot oy, oy. and I'm not being disrespectful I don't think you are I'm you, just you kept it clean she's smoking yeah and I only cursed right Sorry at the beginning of the show everything was clean after that you're doing well Stephen Wilde this may be a problem though <laughs> it's going to stay on a little longer I wanted to cover something with you I thought it was oh, pretty important right? okay so can't man, go home yet Abe man talk Abe. About- Mantor passed away last week, right? Yeah. Mike. Right, Mike, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess everybody's aware that Eric Sims, we have a relationship with him, right? <clears throat> Eric's an agent. He travels with the wrestlers. In fact, I think he was just down in Texas with Brian, and he did like a, uh, you know, like a mass signing. Cool. Down there. Very cool. So anyway, man, Mike... I shouldn't really call him Mike uh, Mantor. So I he's apologize. Mike to you. I, yeah, but, you know, but I, I just want to make sure everybody understands who I'm talking about. Right. Um, when Mike passed away, Eric, as we know, mm-hmm. um, he had he had Mike booked for for '80s Con or right. '90s Wrestling. Yeah, I, don't know I got name, you. I think it was '90s Wrestling. He had him coming up for something good. So right. Mike unfortunately passes away, and we know Eric. Still Eric play. sometimes doesn't think i i've had problems with eric yeah okay and i made it clear with him but overall eric sims is a good human being sometimes he gets caught in, i know for you i didn't say a word i know but i'm just saying i know you're not always the biggest fan which is fine it's cool to not be you, fair though there's plenty of me that likes him quite I, a bit uh, absolutely to be fair i don't want it to seem like you no, hate him. i'm not absolutely I, I, not I'm coming across no way, i, I do not not even close um but Eric sometimes cool. doesn't He's think. Fun. He gets caught in the gimmick of stuff. Yeah. And the day Mike passed, he announced it. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. then said, hey, everybody, who should I get next? Oh. So a lot of people. Not, all right. I don't want to say a lot of people got offended. Some people got offended. It's the timing. And by the way, he's bringing in PN News. Um, right. Who's Good. Mike's best friend. Good. That's right. cool. That's but it cool. definitely bought some heat. Okay. All right. Yeah, I want you to t- weigh in the on timing. that first opinion about what I just told it's you. It's just well, if, I mean, the way you worded it just now. Exactly. Just give me that, your response. To that you you got to know to not do it right at that moment. Like wait a day or two. It's, Fair just, just don't do it at that moment. Made a mistake. That's fine. He's yeah. human, right? So you're close so to give him Mike. A break. You're close to the Mike. Say I you're like, close. To I liked Mike quite but a say bit. Say you're very close to him. Right. I liked him quite. Do, a bit. Is your feeling about what Eric did even worse? Ooh. Well, first of all, if I'm close with Mike, how do I necessarily even know who Eric Sims is? Well, because you're in a whatever you're in a wrestler, you know Eric Sims is a promoter. And you know oh, okay, Mike is if I'm to aware come, of the whole situation, and you're very close with Mike, does it? Is it make the situation? It depends worse? on where my emotions are at at that given moment. If I'm really, really distraught, and he says that, I, I, I might get a little, you know, like. But then again, I wouldn't go public. I'd call him. All right, I'd be so like, okay, Eric, you right, know, you okay. might not. Might so, not have, this is what you know, happened. I mean, being so, publicly attacking him. I mean, okay. Well, leave, so you know, there was a public. The there was alone. a public the attack. 
Okay. Uh, it was from Big Vito. Remember that guy? Yeah, sure. Right? I do. Mm-hmm. This is what he wrote. What did he write? Uh, you wanted to know about your cult hero. He actually wrote this today. What? He's been doing it a lot, but I just took today's clip. You wanted to know about your cult hero? Maybe now you will respect wrestlers and the business. We are human beings. You prey on people's hardships and go to their deathbeds to get the last drop. If your house was burning, you would only care if your wrestling merch was okay. Anyone who deals with this going forward, you're just low class. By the way, can you put a picture of Big Vito up there so everybody knows who I'm talking about? Because uh, again, can I warn you right now? You're getting me mad. All right, but hold on. All right, all right. I just want people to realize that yeah. who I'm talking about, Big yeah. Vito, because he was very yeah. forgettable. Right, yeah, okay? look, up, look up, look him up. He's got a cap. I look, look for the wrestler who wore a dress to try to get over. Oh, that's probably the God, best. God, really? Yeah, that's probably the most. Oh, that's probably Jesus. the most thing he's known God for. Almighty. All right. Oh my God! So Go ahead. Anyone who deals with this going forward, you're just low class. Get me mad. Promoters, your promotions are your legacy. Do you want to be associated with this? Most of all, when you say the word, <laughs> that's him. It looks ridiculous. Well, because, because he wasn't a good wrestler. Right. He had no mic skills. Yeah. So what did they say? Put a dress yeah. on him. Yeah. But he's such a he cares so much about the wrestling business. He's like, I'm okay. I'll wear a dress. Right. 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 Gotcha. We spoke about bad. We, Where's we, the uh, before, lipstick? Before poor Mike lipstick. passed away, we talked about the worst yeah. gimmicks of all time. Mm-hmm. That's one of the worst gimmicks. Oh, man, to our pisses on that. What are we talking about? All Go right. Ahead. Most of all, when you say the word brother, it doesn't mean you take his booking for bullshit excuse like a trust fund. A couple of hundred dollars doesn't cover pens and pencils. Have the honor and represent your brothers in this business. Now listen and read. If you book this person on your shows, you're just as dirty as him. Thank you for all who truly care. For all who truly care. Right. Now, let me explain something. Yeah, go ahead. So clearly... I can't curse, huh? Go ahead. A little bit, but don't get crazy. Don't do the foul crazy. Yeah, whatever. Um, If you're going to neuter me, I ain't going to say nothing. Clearly, Big Vito is upset over the passing of another one of his brothers in arms. That's fair. Okay. He's got every right to be. And he's certainly upset, like you said. Eric was, his timing was wrong. Go back to the top of the statement. Go back to the top of that statement. Good. Okay. You want to know about your cult hero. Keep Maybe going. now you will respect wrestlers and the business. Keep going. We are human being beings. You prey on people's hardships and go to their deathbeds to get the last drop. Right here. If your house was burning, you would only care if your wrestling merch was okay. Is he disregarding that Eric is a father and a husband? All right, I think I think the point is. is that I know I'm taking him literally. You no, know, okay? you, you can't take it. Literally Why not? Because if you are, then you know what you're taking a fuck. You're taking a. Oh, oh, I stopped. I stopped. I think they know what that uh, one I was. I stopped. I stopped. Oh, you were saying fugazi. You're, you're, ta- That's what you're, you you're taking a guy with uh-huh. half a brain and using his words as a literal statement. Okay, but I understand where you're going with it. But let me let me get a little deeper with this. Yeah, okay? go ahead. So he's upset about one of his brothers. No, and Abe, hey, please chime in also. So I checked Mike's GoFundMe page. Yeah. You know whose name was on the GoFundMe page? Who's that? Eric Sims. How, I'm not surprised. We were, who, let me guess whose name wasn't. Take a guess. Uh, Big Dress Vito? There you go. 
Very good. So another example of words right. over reaction. Right. Let's go a little deeper. Last year, who was touring for two weeks and then was going to come on the show? Or we were asked to come on our show? Right. I remember the guy, the guy in the dress. Thank you. Yeah. And we said no. Right. But he traveled with what agent? Oh, that's right. There's no one like good old Eric, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Eric's money was good. Oh, for him? Last year. Um, But you, it, no other wrestler it's you know not I, good for. You know what I smell? What's that? I smell Dookie. Well, there you go. There it is. Again. Another guy who talks with forked tongue. Ah, and let's not mind you. How surprising. Eric, really, come on, think about it. No, I don't like... Do I don't you think Eric was going to make money with Big Vito? Autograph signing. You going to get a Big B Vito autograph? No. No. I'm not even going to go buy a dress. <laughs> there you go. So, Eric, who had a relationship with Big Vito, and I know this personally... So why is he doing this to him? He brought him up because... These guys need attention. They need attention and they want to act like they care. Right. All right. Right. So, look, I'm not defending Sims. I'm just trying to call it like I see it. Can I be blatantly honest? I am defending Sims. What I, you know, you're welcome, Eric. But it's the truth. What the hell is this garbage? Well, it gets a little little worse. Oh, it's the other other day. The other day on Facebook. Yeah. If you get tagged, yeah. your name comes up. Okay. So there's a tag from Mitch. Okay. And there's this guy. And, you know, if you can find it, put him up too because I want to get a little deeper into it. It's called Duke Loves Wrestling. Okay. W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N. Wrestling. Right? I call it Duke Wrestling. Does Duty. Okay? Duke Does Duke Duty. Does duty. Uh, nice. But anyway, it's Mitch being asked by this Duke... Does wrestling, 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 wrestling to please come on and speak about Eric Sims? So Mitch wrote, I'm sorry, I have an exclusive agreement with Mike Monty and Monty and the Pharaoh, which is a joke, okay? This, there he is, all right? Why the hell are we giving this guy a pop? Because here's the thing. Oh, we should not be giving this guy a pop. Again, he, what? He, all of a sudden, some people were asking, who are you? Right. Duke loves wrestling. Right. Right? People were on there going, who are you? Right. I don't know you. Right. What does he do? He starts attacking our show. So I take a picture. <laughs> did, did, I take a picture this of his bumble? show. Of, 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 well, there's a couple of things going on with this guy. Let's get a little deeper with this guy. What else does Duke I, like? I take a picture of some reviews, and I think on, on Chartable, yeah. he ranked... 82 or 128. I don't remember. Says who? Chartable. Chartable. Okay, fine. That's Chartable. Fine. So if anyone doesn't know, okay, Chartable fine. is the audio portion of podcasting mm-hmm. where people could see where you're rank. Right. Right? So he goes on talking about how how we're number one, because that's what Mitch put. He goes, I only deal with the number one pro wrestling broadcast. Thank you, Mitch. And he starts attacking. They're not on Chartable. This guy doesn't even know how to read Chartable, right? Oh he goes, we're God. nowhere to be found. Clown boy. Number one, number 19 all-time in Ireland, okay? Number 30 in Japan. 
Again, I don't really care. Okay, it doesn't matter because guess what? I'm not having a pissing contest no, but, with no, hold, the guy who loves wrestling. But this is what I'm trying to get, get the hell to. out of here. It all doesn't matter because guess what? What's that? Remember a couple weeks ago? Maybe it was last week. I said, "What is the number one, the greatest match of the year? Get what? How much money does that match get from mm-hmm. PWI? Right? Nothing. Right? So if you're number one on Chartable, you get nothing. Awesome. Right? Yeah. Okay. We have wonderful family, wonderful mm-hmm. fans, right? And I tried not to get involved with the guy, right? He was just really starting to irk me. I'm really getting okay? annoyed, but go ahead. Here's the biggest problem with this guy. Can you put his face up again one more time, well, Abe? I want, I want Farrow to... Because it's really not a face, right? Is it? A, what do they call it? An emoji? Yeah, what that's you, what, the thing. I, I, when you it looked like look it up, Chef from asking, South Park. Did that, I see that right? You're like, you're like looking... You're asking why did he get like a pop? I go on Google. That's the only picture. Well, that's no, the no, only no, picture well, well, on well, the on. entire internet. He, all said he wow, goes he's out, he, big time. All like said he goes wow, and he says I've been covered by every wrestling oh magazine. If God, you Google it, up. it's a half a page of Google. Well, listen, shut uh, up. Google oh, Monty the Foul. But hold on, here's the biggest question I have for you guys. Put his picture <laughs> up real quick. The emoji thing, not the actual person, because I don't know what the actual person looked like. I did look at one of his other social media pages. Wow, look at that artwork. Okay, look at the artwork. Wow, Good stuff. But hold on, here's my question to you. Yeah, the picture I saw of Duke, right? Oh, called yeah. Dukey. Right? Yeah, he's Dukey. He's do look like a white guy. What? So is this one of these people that, that the white guy who thinks he's black, or is a black guy who thinks he's white? I wish uh, I could find a single picture of him. Well, That's here's the, the most. Here's the biggest. Can you problem. find the picture of this no, guy? No, I can't. But no, I can't. I, here's I'm the biggest you, problem. It's not a white guy who thinks he's black, or a black guy who thinks he's white. It's a loser who thinks he's a winner. Yeah. You're out. You're done. Ding, ding. I'm glad you love wrestling. Count it out. Ding, ding. I'm serious. I can't find a single picture. Sure, one, one thing, guys. He, he, did insult, he did insult me personally. What? He, he, call, he said, you go ahead with your own life, you and your fat arms. What? He called my arms fat. He hurt me. Deeply fat. Wow, your arms are fat, huh? He hurt me That's deeply. That's interesting. Remember the other day when you threw my car across the parking lot because you were no, bored? No, I do have a serious question, guys. I mean, what, what the hell? Why did you do that to my car? What are the chances uh, of Dookie, Dookie actually having a real job? Anybody uh, weigh in? Zero to none. Abe? I'm telling you, man, I couldn't find a single picture of him. I like not even. I couldn't even find more pictures like that. It's just that picture, another picture, like of the close-up well, emoji, did, and that's it. I did hear CVS had layoffs, so it, it's po- <laughs> it's possible that you know he's just trapped in his basement. Well, all right, what are, what, love for wrestling? What are the chan- What I mean, are the chances that Dookie lives with his mommy still? I and mean, there's, there might be not any podcasts from his basement. His mom's like, "What are you doing down there?" I, mean, I told you to be quiet after ten. Meatloaf, ah, <laughs> oh, meatloaf, meatloaf. You gave me brisket. I hate, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you, mom. I hate you. That's but you know great. what, though, Dookie has opinions about wrestling. Oh, really? He really thinks he could help AEW. He's got advice for Tony Khan. Oh, wow. Well, maybe Tony Khan should give him a call because he signs every other idiot. Maybe he should. Maybe he should. I but, smell Dookie. But but Duke. But Dookie wants peace. Do, do, he wants peace. He wants peace. Okay. Not peace yeah. with us. He says treat people respectfully. Oh, in I life. see. I so see. something that you do not do very well. Oh, I, I well, I don't believe in it. Do unto others as they do unto you. All right. So can we have a man's bet? You know, is Dookie black or white? I think Dookie is yellow. <laughs> what? 
I think he's yellow because he talks like a cowardly dookie. Oh, by the way, he says he has lots of sponsors. Oh, yeah. So he, he has some mm-hmm. kind of liquid company with, if you use his code, oh. dookie. If you use dookie. Dookie. Dookie, dookie smells wrestling. What is it, toilet cleaner? Dookie? Dookie? Can we start a podcast, Dookie Smells Wrestling? Dookie Smells Wrestling. Or how about how about Monty Smells Dookie's Mother? You see, you're you're not being nice. No, I'm not. You're not loving the universe. You think Dookie's mom is hot? Admitting wait a minute, is his mother hot? I don't think Dookie's mom admits to giving birth to Dookie. (laughs) That's what I think. She named him Dookie. She did name him Dookie because that's probably. What do you want to name our son, honey? First first impressions go a long way. (laughs) Dookie. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. To close this out, yeah. Guys, I didn't mean to go too long. Oh, you had a ball. Who are you kidding? I know, but I love it. You loved every second. I love it. it. Um. <laughs> hey, Dookie, thanks for uh, stopping by. Dookie, we love Dookie. You, you know? Wait, Dookie's hold on. Friend. I'm going to flush you. By now. the way, he's I'm been, flushing you, Dookie. He's been doing wrestling podcasting oh! since 2016. Wow, he's an overnight unknown. <laughs> he's Where'd he go? Where'd he so, go? The way in. Yeah. Eric Sims makes a mistake. Yeah, a lot of Big play. Vito, clear. Why do we call him Big Vito anyway? I have no it's idea. He's not even big anymore. We should call him Dressed Up Vito. He's Dressed Up Vito. He's Dressed Let's Up Vito. Yeah. Let's call him Dressy. Yeah, Purdy Vito. Let's call He's him Dressy. He sure is Purdy. So this is a guy who Eric Sims took care of. Right. Gave him money. Right. Made no money off of. And decided not to use him again because you can't make money off what you can't make money off. Too right. bad. Get over it, Dressy so Vito. So now you, sh- you, you should tell Paul Pia News. Right. You're a clown if you come work for Eric Sims. Um, maybe PN News should pay Dressy Vito a visit. Oh, by the way, by the way, this guy, uh, Dookie, yeah. was reading all these statements. Because the, the reason it started, he wanted to do an exclusive mm. on Eric Sims. <laughs> it's called the slap heard around the world. Okay. Again, when the Iron Sheik slapped Eric Sims, it's funny. Right. I wouldn't consider it the Bobby, slap heard like around Bobby the world. Bobby Thompson's 1951, yeah. the Giants win the pennant. And to be actually no, different. To anybody else, it's funny. Yeah. It's not like, oh my God, the biggest thing that ever happened. Now hold on to Steve Carter was like, oh my God, you're going to make it like like the Iron Sheik thing. So anyway, Duke uh, reads all the statement, but he doesn't name, he doesn't name Dress B, Dressy. Wait, what do we call Dressy. Dressy. All right. We'll call him Dressy. Dressy. Dookie me Dressy. Dressy me me Dookie. There you go. D&D. He doesn't name Dressy's name. He goes, a world-famous wrestler writes, and I'm thinking to myself, in what world is Vito world-famous? You know, I remember last week, Vito ran through my neighborhood, and all the neighbors were like, who's that? Had no idea who he was. But he's world-famous. He's world-famous. Listen, to be fair to Vito... (laughs) I want to be fair here. And Abe, tell me what? if I'm wrong. Wow. The guy's probably working at Walmart. Oh, here he's, we go. He, he sees himself on YouTube every so often. Right. He's upset about his life. Right. And he sees that Eric lives a pretty decent life. He's traveling. He's vacationing. Eric he's works hard stuff. and has other... Right. And know, he's probably yeah. upset mm-hmm. while he's got that... That he probably has a Walmart gown on, like a dress. You might be right. And he might be upset. Have you seen the My dresses? My real life turned into a dress. Have you seen the the dresses they sell at Walmart? Oh, that's terrible. Oh, God. It fits him. It suits him. That's terrible. I but I, get, I bet you he gets a discount. He pro- Are you sure? I think so. I heard they laid him off. I don't know if he gets a discount. I heard he shoplifts there now. So do you... <laughs> So do you think since since Vito's so concerned about Eric yeah. Sims's life, right, right, yeah. and Dookie is so concerned about Eric Dookie. Sims's life, um, what do you think is going to come about this? Like, do you think Eric Sims will be shut down by the wrestling world? Oh my God! Well, you know, when is you're, there a possibility? When you're a world famous wrestler, your opinion carries weight. Eric Sims is as safe as could be. 
he's he's pretty safe. He's good to go. He's good to go. He's, we'll see him soon. Oh, by he's the way, the other the good other good parties he went on the Dukey went on the attack on Dukey. Mitch because Mitch he's didn't make just, a statement. Wait a minute. Wait so don't, so, don't go after so, Mitch. So wait a minute. Hold okay. on. Here's the best part. Now I'm getting even he's, madder. He writes. Wait. He writes that Mitch stole like stole company ideas and was being sued. What? It's so. Here's the deal. What? Okay. When you're in the world of business, right? Oh my god! And maybe Why are we entertaining this. No, but here's the funny thing: when you're in the world of business, no matter what you do, you buy a house, yeah. you own a business, yeah. you probably could Google people and find out things that may happen. Oh, people sure. get sued, right? Oh uh, yeah, all the time, right? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. right? Yeah. So he, he Google's it, probably reads something like yeah. a court case between Mitch and John Jones right. over this, right? Settled, whatever, right? And he turns it into oh, right? you're a or yeah, or sure. like Vito, right? right. Eric Sims goes, hey, everybody, who should I get? Oh, I'm sorry, Vito. You're so upset, again, over the passing of Mike. Mm-hmm. It's it's taking over your life. Right. You're crazy upset right. about it. Right, right. But you didn't donate to his GoFundMe page. You know how I feel about GoFundMe pages. In this particular right. case, right. I was okay with it, right. right? Mike's got a young girl, a young daughter. An uh, old elderly father. Of course. Hey, you know what? Uh, and you know what? I'm not telling anybody that they should donate. And by the way, I want to make it clear. Um, Paul Stockwell, who's a fan of the show, mm-hmm. this guy donates to everything. Great mm-hmm. guy. Benny Scala donates. Cool. I want to name these people yeah. because you know what? They do Phil, the right thing. Maria, Stingers, they, they do the right Davio. Thing. All these guys, yeah. they do the right thing. Yep. And again, I'm not telling you that you had to donate. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is... You didn't back it up with stupid messages on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, put your money money where you're And office. I'll bet my last dookie that goes down the bowl that when Eric asked, who do you want me on, who do you want me to have next? Not a single one of them said Big Vito. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. You know, I have to I check would bet that. my last dookie. You know what? You're probably right. I know I'm right. There hasn't been one big veto comment on there. I can't remember ever going to the network or going to YouTube or going to anywhere where I can catch a wrestling match and going, I think I'll watch a big veto match. (laughs) Ever. And until right now, I had no idea that there was a person that a parent named Dookie. Well, anyway, we want to thank you guys for joining us. (laughs) Next week, we've got the... Men who have oh. made uh, the unsung heroes who have made the future stars on. Very nice. We want to thank you. Um, ooh, Jay Will says Perry Saturn might be a good interview. Now, that's That'll a guy. Cool. I've heard of him. That's a guy. He rules. That could wear a dress. Dude, he was ripped in that dress. And Moppy? Dude, that was great. It was great. It was great. Um, want to thank you for joining us uh, again, Brian Adidas. Oh, that was unbelievable fantastic. interview. Unbelievable what a good guy. hero in wrestling. Excellent interview. Thank you again. And if guys go check out right uh, their shop, it's right. It's pinned to the top of the page. Um, on the smaller clips, we'll we'll add the link on there. Um, again, we are always honored that you guys join our little show every <laughs> Thursday. We're so deep. Um, mm. we're so you know because no one knows who we are. No one. So thank God you guys yeah. care enough about us. Um, <laughs> Matthew Holland says, have Chavo Guerrero on. That's great. I like that, Matthew. Well, we got Barry Windham on. We got Manny coming on. Um, but here's the one I really want. Who? Spirios Arion. Spirios Arion. Let's find Spirios Arion. You know what? Arion. It's going to be my mission. I want to find It's him. my mission. I want him. Spiros 
Arion. Yep. I love that it. That would be nice. That would be nice. Perry Saturn. I'm going to try to see if we can Perry get Saturn Perry Saturn would be great. That would be great. That would be very, very cool. The filthy animals. Look very at you. Saturn. Yeah. The race anyway, of Saturn? What an honor that you guys join us every oh, yeah. Thursday. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Again, we want to thank Brian Adidas for taking your time out and your wonderful smoking hot wife. <laughs> You're joining us me. also. Oh, my God. Because she was smoking. <laughs> yep. Um, Invite who? Uh, Maria says, invite what? You want me to invite Dookie onto the podcast? Hey, Dookie, thanks for passing through. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Here's the question. If we invited Dookie. I don't on... want to talk to no, Dookie. I know. We're not going to have him. Thank on. God. But if we did, do you think he would show his face? Like, if we could find out if he's black or white? What does he no. matter? What I want to know. He's a jerk. I, I want to know. Oh, you want, really want to know? Do you ever see those video clips of, like, black guys who think they're white and white guys who think they're what black? What if he's it's both? Hilarious. What if he's both? Then I'm really confused. What do you mean, like Star Trek with the black-white? Right, guy? like Frank Orson. Oh, my God, how great that would, would be that great. be? You don't understand. The black's on the right side of the face. Mine's on the left. What was the name beep, of that beep, alien? Beep, beep, beep. Well, first of all, the name of the episode was Let That Be Your Last Battlefield, and that would be Beal and Loki. Oh, my God. I believe. I'm not Dude, positive, but if, I think I'm if, close. If I don't care who the person is. Find them on the street. If someone's willing to dress black and white right. like that. Right. And we could interview the black right. part and then the white part. I would be, unbe- awesome. I would be unbelievable. But you know, they feel strongly both ways. That would be, oh, yeah, would yeah. be kind of strange. It would be in a conflict. Yeah, it tastes great, less filling. It would be It'd very be in strange. A conflict. It would be very, very strange. It'd it would be, be in a conflict. Yeah. yeah. I want to say goodnight to you, Abe. Another great job. Uh, Dookie's mother. I'll see you later. Have a good night. Um, send us out. You've been watching. Monty heading on over to Dookie's mom's house. And until next week. <laughs> Later!